0: This week, I don't know where you are, but I hope that you hear those words, stay close from him. I hope that whatever situation you're in, you will say to him, stay close. Because we'll see today that he stays closer than close.
1: Let me pray for you.
0: Lord, thank you for this man, Lord, and I pray that you will just <coughs> give him all the strength he needs, the power and in his voice, Lord, to proclaim your good news. Mm. Father, we pray that the words that Chris speaks will find a home mm. in the hearts of the hearers, Lord. Mm. May this word, your word,
1: <coughs> change their lives. Amen mm. This morning, there are two passages. The first is from Genesis, the second is from the Gospel of John. <coughs> <coughs> <Thank you. coughs> Genesis chapter 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. John chapter 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the darkness has not overcome it.
0: Well, we have got two amazing pieces of scripture. Now, the first one's very easy to find. It's, uh, you'll find it on page one of the Old Testament. And it's really helpful of the Old Testament writers to put in the beginning at the beginning so you know where you can start it's quite a handy little tool if you want to know what's going on in the beginning to put in the beginning so we have in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth so that's earthly beginnings not God's beginnings he didn't just appear and go poof oh I'm going to invent something God has always been He is eternal. He has existed eternally in three persons, always. He has never not existed. So when we talk about in the beginning, we are talking about a time when God decided he was going to create everything. So he was around before this moment. He will be around after it's all gone. He is eternal. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So two separate places, the heavens, if you want to think of the heavens as being above and the earth being below, that's fine if you want to picture that in your mind. The earth was formless, it was empty and darkness over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters (coughs) so we have a picture here of darkness and what is darkness? darkness is the absence of light so it was pitch black there's nothing now you can take that as a literal sense you can take that as this is a pitch black (coughs) earth with water no light you can't see anything but you can also take this as maybe a spiritual kind of a thing that there's nothing good there's nothing bad it's a void it's empty of any kind of spirituality other than himself the spirit of God was hovering over the waters the spirit of God the presence of God was hovering. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Poof. Light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. That's handy. It helps day and night look a little bit different, doesn't it? Unless you're in Scandinavia, uh, then it all just gets a bit samey. The light, from the darkness God called the light day and he called the darkness night and there was evening and there was morning Oof, the first day fantastic it's really helpful for us to see this see how God created the earth and he gave us two separate distinct time periods a day and a night that's fantastic I love the creation account because it gives us this very black and white stuff Ah. Now, if you were reading the Old Testament when it was written and before the New Testament, this is how you would potentially be thinking that creation was, that it was purely the light and the darkness, day and night, and then everything else that followed, the animals, the trees, the birds, the fishes, the blah, the blah, and and us. Very linear, very kind of one thing after another, and it's very black and white, this is what it means. But then, this chap John blows this first chapter, and let's face it, probably the most read chapter in the Bible, because most people go, I'm going to read the Bible. And they read, they read Genesis chapter 1 and they go, well, I'm doing really well, yes. And they might get halfway through Genesis, before going, well, yeah, I think I'll just go to the Jesusy bits now. Um, But I'm here to tell you that that is the Jesusy bit. That very first chapter is the Jesusy bit. It starts with Jesus. And we know this because John, the disciple, the one that Jesus loved, the, the one that had a very close relationship with Jesus, the man that Jesus entrusted the care and love of his mother with as he died on the cross. This man says, in the beginning, nice heart back to Genesis, so we know exactly where he's going with this. In the beginning was the word. Well, we know that God spoke creation into being. And the word was with God. Oh, well... Why would the word be with God? we would just come out of his mouth, so surely it's not with God. That's odd. And the word was God. Oh, what? How's that work? That's just a word that he spoke. He was with God in the beginning. He? Who's he? I thought we were talking about a word, not a person. Through him, oh, there he is again. All things were made. So through him, so this thing, this person is a word and a person. That's clever. Without him, the word, nothing was made that has been made. In him, so there's there's something in him was life see if I just if I try and speak something into creation right I can I can do that a little bit to a certain extent right do you believe me that I can speak things into creation I'm gonna do it right ready penguin on a bicycle penguin on a bicycle penguin on a bicycle penguin on a bicycle who here just thought of a penguin on a bicycle I have the power to put things in your mind but it's not really a creation is it I haven't really created a penguin on a bicycle out of nothing but through God's word that is Jesus it's not just me saying penguin it's not just a word a a form of communication it is actually a person So when I think of this, I kind of think of God's face, whatever that looks like, and his mouth opens and Christ comes out of it. That's how my brain works. I need to simplify stuff. I need it to be very, very simple and plain so that my stupid brain can understand it. So I have this picture of God's face, again, whatever that looks like, Charlton Heston, maybe, I don't know, but Jesus just walks out of his mouth and then from within him everything comes out because he has life he is the life he is the life that is creation he is the light in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind so we see that rather than god just going Uh, tree poof Uh, fox poof yeah we see that Christ right in the beginning Jesus Christ right at the beginning was the very heart the very soul and the very start of absolutely everything nothing was made created without going through and out of him he is the word at the beginning he is the light of mankind he is the difference between the light and the darkness and that light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it what does that mean well in a very very literal and simple sense We can see that the darkness, being everything that the light is not, cannot conquer the light. It cannot abide the light. It cannot be in the light. It shrinks from it. It retreats from it. It cannot beat the light. The darkness, well, in a very simple sense, is the essence of evil shall we say the very essence of the fall the thing that stopped us from having a relationship physically emotionally spiritually and all of that with God how it should have been like Adam and Eve in the garden walking with him in the cool of the day the thing that stopped that was evil we call him the satan or satan the devil boot face the enemy, whatever you want to call him, doesn't really matter because it doesn't change who he is. He is the father of all lies. He is the father of destruction, of decay, of death. He does not want you to be in the light. He doesn't want you to know the light. He doesn't want to see see you in the light. He doesn't want you to know that there even is a light. And he will make things as dark as possible now so many of us are trapped in the darkness aren't we we have illnesses that make us feel like we are isolated and we are alone and that nobody cares and that because someone hasn't um noticed us we don't exist we're not important And so we isolate ourselves and we kind of shut the door and we don't let the light in. And we sit there and we fester. And the light that we once knew starts to get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, not because we don't know about it. We choose to close our eyes to it because we start believing the darkness. Now the darkness wants you alone. It wants you alone so it can whisper in your ear. And when all the chatter and all the people in your life have been shut off, locked out, moved away, the only voice that you will hear is his. And he is the father of lies. It says so right in here. Mm -hmm. And he will lie to you. Now, don't ever think that the darkness will be, you are a disgusting, evil person, you. Don't think of the darkness as being this huge, let's face it, ridiculous, red-skinned, mustachioed devil with a pitchfork going, (laughs) like Skeletor, right? he doesn't work like that because if he did you'd go well that's clearly evil not having anything to do with that I'll move away no 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 he is far more subtle than that he will come to you and there are times when he will even quote scripture to you but it won't be in the right context and it won't be for God's glory it will be to condemn you not to convict you, to condemn you. He will come along and he will say, you poor person, I can't, oh, you've gone through so much. You poor soul. Oh, I just, I feel really sorry for you. But you know, who's really there for you? Who's really there for you? Look around there's no one there is there they just what is it with these people they're just horrible they just don't want to know do they you poor person and where's where's god where's god in all this where's god? can you see the light now close your eyes close your eyes can you see can you see where god is he's not here is he keep your eyes closed don't look he will be this really seemingly soothing voice. And we have a choice then, don't we? Do we listen to the thing that tells us to close our eyes to the light or do we open our eyes to the light? Now Christmas is coming and we always think of Jesus at Christmas as Emmanuel, God with us. Physically, in the flesh, here he is, finally he's arrived. He's been absent all the way through the Old Testament, uh, but finally in the New Testament, in the first century AD, Jesus finally turns up like the US cavalry in a cowboy and Indian film. Charging over like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings at Helm's Deep. But no, Jesus didn't just turn up in first-century Bethlehem. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, the Word was with God. The Word is God. Jesus in the beginning. He didn't turn up halfway through. He's been there since the beginning. He'll be there in the darkness. He'll be there in the light. Our old minister, Colin, always used to say, never doubt in the dark what you knew in the light. Fantastic. Never doubt in the dark what you knew in the light. Because what is true in the light is true in the darkness. It is true in your depression. It is true in your pain. It is true in your suffering just as much as it is is true in your glory and in your good times. It doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Yesterday is Genesis 1. Today is today and tomorrow is in the end. He is true in the beginning. And he is the same in the beginning. He is true in the present. And he is with you in the present. And he is true in the future. And he is with you in the future. (coughs) If you are sitting in the darkness right now. And you have that voice that is saying you are not with him. Close your eyes. Don't look. Let me soothe you. Open your eyes. Open your Bible, page one. Read the passage that most people have read and see Jesus because he's with you right now. If you believe in him, if you have given your life to him, you are now indwelt, you are now a temple for the Holy Spirit. He lives not just in a page, he lives inside you Three persons, three in one. You have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, who is God and is Jesus living inside you. There is nowhere that you can go without his presence. You take him to work, you take him to school, you take him to your places where you go at the weekend, you take him everywhere you go, you even take him to the toilet. You cannot escape the light. The light is inside you by the power of the Holy Spirit. The darkness has not overcome it. The darkness can't beat it. The darkness can't join it. You have inside you the power to overcome darkness. right inside you right now you have the power to overcome any darkness you know what you're going to get sick one day unless jesus comes back in the next few minutes one day every single one of us is going to die the only thing that can stop that is if he comes back any minute sometimes we can pray for healing and it comes hallelujah praise the Lord sometimes it doesn't these things have to come if nobody died here on earth and there was no suffering well then heaven would have already come and we'd be in heaven and we're not in heaven so in your suffering rather than saying why aren't you healing me just be praising him. And that's really hard to do. Sometimes it is his will that we suffer. Sometimes it is his will that we die and we lose people. It doesn't mean the darkness is one. The darkness cannot overcome the light, can it? When we die, <laughs> it's just got a. Mental picture. Anyone like lo- what Star Wars? A very famous scene in Star Wars when Obi Wan Kenobi is fighting Darth Vader and uh, he's standing there with his lightsaber and they're swashbuckling away and uh, Obi Wan <laughs> turns his lightsaber off and Darth Vader moves in for the kill, and and Obi-Wan says, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. In death, you become more powerful than the darkness can possibly ever imagine. Because if you have Christ in your heart, you cannot be touched by the darkness anymore. Pain and suffering, it goes. He will wipe every tear from your face, every pain, every hurt. The old things will pass and you will not remember what even pain is, what loss is, what grief is. It just goes. You become more powerful than the darkness can possibly ever imagine and more powerful than the darkness can ever hope to achieve because you will be in his presence for eternity you are held by him, he cannot the darkness win. Live or die, he can't abide in you, he cannot take you, you are God's. So in the beginning, God saw to it that everything started with Jesus. In the end, he will see to it that everything comes to an end and then begins again with Jesus. We are truly blessed to have a God that is Emmanuel from the beginning, not just in the first century Bethlehem with the three wise men and a stable and a manger. He is not just Emmanuel then, he is Emmanuel from the beginning to the end he is God with us and we need to remember that in these dark times (coughs) because it may get dark but it cannot abide the light we are truly living in the light of Christ right now scripture says it God says it we need to believe it I was going to pray Lord, we we thank you that you are Emmanuel from the beginning to the end. Father, help us now as we prepare ourselves for communion to truly feel your light inside us, to to really commune with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that those barriers that we put up, that the enemy tries to encapsulate to to shield us from the Holy Spirit Lord I pray that those boundaries those barriers those brick walls those fortresses will just crumble into dust in the light of your magnificence inside us Father by the power of your Holy Spirit Father we pray that you will crumble those fortresses that you will bring light to the darkness Lord thank you so much Amen Let's say the grace together, shall we? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. God bless everyone. Go in peace.